Brothers and sisters, I'm bringing to you tonight a meditation. Um, we will be looking at the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 5 to 10. And this is how it reads. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, He said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body have you prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. When he said above, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings, and burnt offerings and sin offerings, these are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He abolishes the first, in order to establish the second. And by that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. The author, brothers and sisters, tells us that the Lord Jesus said to, to God the Father, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written to me in the scroll of the book. Christ came to fulfill God's word, we know that as Christians we understand that, but everything written about Him in the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms had to be fulfilled. And it is written that Christ should suffer and die. Christ, as we know, obeyed the Father in everything. So much so that He, the Father, says of Jesus in His baptism, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. These words have not been said of anyone else. Jesus is the only man to ever fulfill God's word perfectly. And because of this, He is the only man to truly deserve God's blessing and favor. If anyone was to be prospered, it should have been Jesus. And it is because of His obedience that every angel and sinner should have said to Him, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. Surely the Lord God was well pleased with Jesus as we read in the Gospel of Matthew. But the author of Hebrews also tells us that we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, the Father prepared a body for Jesus. Not only so He would fulfill His law, since His very word also says that the Christ should suffer. And we see this explicitly in where the prophet Isaiah says these words. Surely, He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed Him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace. 
and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And then the prophet continues to say, Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He, the Lord God, the Father, has put him, the Lord Jesus, to grief. We understand that Christ lived perfectly, but he died a shameless and accursed death. As it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. Consider this that him being the God man while on that cross was cursed by God. The second person of the Trinity while on that cross did not hear the benediction as we heard before. He actually heard the opposite. We could say that he heard a malediction. It is as if the Lord Jesus, when He was hanging on the cross, heard these words. May God curse you and damn you. May He turn His face from you and judge you mercilessly. May the Lord set His face against you and may you find only adversity and pain. This, my friends, is when the Lord God laid our sin upon the Lord Jesus. This is when the Lord Jesus, while on the cross, cried, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Just imagine that. The Lord set His face against the one, the only one who served and obeyed Him like no other, yet the Father crushed Him. As the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, He made Him to be sin who knew no sin. It's as if to say, God incarnate, in whom was life, and we read these words in the Gospel of the Apostle John. And the life was the light of men is now in darkness. And to borrow the words of the late Dr. R.C. Sproul, He who is the incarnation of the glory of God now becomes the very incarnation of the divine curse brothers and sisters Christ was not merely cursed he became the curse and how how is that we understand that God is of holy eyes and he cannot bear to look upon sin but I want you to consider Christ upon the cross Consider that all of the sin of all of His people from all ages was placed upon Him. Now imagine this mountain, this great quantity of sin in one singular place 
the Lord cannot look upon that. He turned His face away. And we consider in the book of Genesis when the Lord curses the land and we hear the Apostle Paul saying that the earth groans in travail for its redemption. So we could say from that that God's curse extends to all the ends of the earth. And that's why the earth groans. But now consider that that very thing was focused upon the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was crushed. And I I want this to direct this to you who believe in Christ. You have professed faith in the Lord Jesus. What's Christ's death to you? What is it to you? And what I mean by this, do you take it lightly? Because when we look upon the cross, we see how much it cost the Lord to redeem us. And not only that, but how serious the Lord takes sin. So I want to ask you, do you trample underfoot the Son and crucify Him again with your sin? Because consider, believer, that when you sin, it is as if you're saying to the Lord, the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus, the fact that you crushed Him, I prefer the temporary pleasure than the riches that are in Christ. And consider that in the Lord Jesus we have refuge as well from this wrath. And so for you to turn to your sin is something we should consider profoundly. And so we should guard it. If you have professed faith in the Lord Jesus and are convinced that you have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, guard it. Guard that faith, guard that profession. But I also want you to consider the fact that if you are saved, uh, using the words of the um, Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon, is, are you saved? Do you not wish then others to be saved themselves too? And consider that if the curse of the Lord God extends so far, so much so that even the Lord Jesus Himself says that He who does not believe in the Son is already condemned. Consider that. That there's people out there who are under the curse of God. There's people out there who are taking every breath And every breath they take, they're taking it under the curse of God. Brothers, that should move us. That should move us to preach the gospel. But it should also move us because we see so many people adding to the gospel as well. When we believe this, when we see the severity of the Lord, there's no need to add to the gospel. We simply have to preach it boldly. And so I want to ask you, do you share that faith? Do you share that hope? Do you share the fact that the Lord Jesus was crushed 
under the hand of God, and that it was His will to crush Him. But I also want to direct these words to you who possibly are watching, and you have not come to profess faith in the Lord Jesus. You have not come to trust Him. I also want to ask you the same question. What is Christ's death to you? Because if the Lord God, the Father, crushed His only Son, He took this curse. He became that curse. I want to ask you, you have heard these words now. And on that last day, will you be found in the Lord Jesus? Will you be found saying to the Lord God, I have found favor in you because I took refuge upon your Son who took that curse that I deserved? Or will you bear that curse yourself? Will you run to the one who bore it? Or will you bear it yourself? I want you to consider that, that if you do not believe, if you do not come to the Lord Jesus, trusting Him in what He has done on the cross, considering Him there hanging, weak, and accursed of God, if you don't believe, well, you're accursed and you're condemned. Those are the very words of the Lord Jesus. If you do not come to Him, you are this very moment condemned. And there will be no hope for you. Because as the author of Hebrews also says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So run to Him. Run to Him, you who believe in Him. Run to Him. For those of you who have not yet trusted Him, run to the Lord Jesus. And you will not bear that curse for yourself.